Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Lucky was back in Ottawa for Saturday night, Senators and uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And um, I spent a lot of the weekend thinking again and again, over pondering and pondering, what, what, why does Lucky need to be out 36 hours prior to right. a hockey game and taking the Friday morning off? And it finally came to me. Yeah. That's where the hider and those demon seeds oh, live. Jesus. They're in Ottawa. <laughs> so, of course, why wouldn't you go see the hider right. and the children while you're there? Right. That's what the story was. Yeah. I get it now. I made it up on uh, on Friday. A lot of weather to deal with on the way through, too, because we've been blowing snow and stuff this weekend. Uh, did morning skates on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Coaches' meetings. Mm-hmm. It was good. There's nothing in my eye. I'm just winking at yeah, you. Yeah, sure you are. Sure. <laughs> coaches' meetings, lots of stuff. It was fun. It was It was a great time. So and, you sat in with the coaches' meeting, kind of told them, hey, listen, I know this game. This yeah, is how we do it. Told DJ a couple of things. Taught, taught him a few lessons about how to how to coach. Let me have the room. He didn't take any of it. They no. lost. So what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, tough start to the game because, you know, like... Right away, like four seconds, puck goes out of play. Another four seconds, puck out of play. And in the first minute, uh, Connor Murphy got hit from behind and and uh, hit his head against the boards. And he, he went down in a heap. They had to stretch for him off. Thankfully, um, you know, the latest updates were he was okay. He flew out with the team. Mm. Uh, so that was all right. But it was just, you know, one of those scary moments uh, that, you know, as a broadcaster, you have to kind of talk through. But at the same time, you don't know what's going on either, you know, mm. as much as the person watching. So you have to kind of just let the pictures do the talking, and, and you don't want to assume anything in watching it from a few hundred feet away. So uh, you just kind of let it let it breathe and, and let it happen, and 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 hope he's okay. And unfortunately, and fortunately, he was. Next time, here's what you do: you just have me on standby. I'll be on my phone, and you go, "Let's go to Craig." <laughs> yeah, let's go to Craig. We got about four minutes here. Let's it's go a to dangerous Craig. situation yeah. uh, on the ice. Let's, uh, go let's go to some jokes yeah. at the sidelines. Let's talk about penises for right. four minutes with Craigie. I'll remember that. Yeah, well, I'll, listen. I'll pitch that to the execs. I'm here to help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you did a, a terrific job once again. So now Olympics, I guess you've been filling in for people who were covering the Olympics, right? Is that kind I of was. Those were the first uh, couple of games. I'm not really sure why. Uh, what was going on in the situation this last weekend? Mm-hmm. I was wasn't about to ask questions. Yeah, but they called me, so they needed me, and I Perfect. said, okay. No, that's excellent, and uh, you're doing a terrific job. Now, it, it, what, what do we do to move this process along? Like, who can I talk to <laughs> to get you? <laughs> to usher me out of here? Usher- <laughs> <laughs> you I'll see, provide a list of names. Here's the problem in life, and this is, this is just the way things work. When we, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, when we have a dream about something and we want to do it, we really don't know. What it's like till we get there. Right. But now you've had a taste of the good steak. Uh-huh. And you don't want any more of this fast food that's right. getting served up here. <laughs> you you want to keep dining on that. <laughs> this is just an old Ritz cracker, right. as Eddie Murphy once said. Uh-huh. Uh, so we don't know then? That we're just on standby to yeah, see pretty much what happens? Right. Yeah. You know what? I, I went and did the Generals game last night. It won in overtime. So, mm. you know, right back to it. To what we got us there in the first place, and we'll just keep doing what we do. Does that feel a little weird going to the generals? Like I'm above this now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised there was no red carpet out yeah, for me. And should have been. They need to adjust the size of the doors <laughs> to get me into the building now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the case. Yeah. This is a lot more work. You're like, where's my stats guy? Where's right. all the? Because it is amazing. Where's at my the, masseuse? At the, I could use one of the the, the the hotel bed was a little uncomfortable. Oh, Craig. Here if we you go. could put a put a word in my, next time. My pampered little lucky. right.
Uh, no, like in the technology that they have mm-hmm. at, at that level, the NHL. There's a you know, every player. You may see it every now and then. They'll show the back of a, of a shoulder yep. uh, of one of the players, and there's like a little piece stitched in there, which is like a GPS tracker mm. that tells you who's on the ice, how long they've been on for, how many shifts they've had, how long that shift has, total ice time, uh, the the speed that they're traveling, the total distance that they've traveled on the ice in feet, shot speeds. Like, like the technology mm. is amazing. And, and a lot of this happens, you know, behind the scenes at the top levels of management, too. Like people are always wondering, ah, why would you trade for that plug? Well, it's because they've got, like, a, an incredible database of thousands of stats that they put together into an algorithm mm-hmm. to tell them, ah, this player should be on the ice now and on our team and not this other guy. So, you know, whereas a lot of fans look at it and say, well, I could use the fantasy points. Get right. this guy. So all that info coming out of that GPS comes to you then? Like you get it during your play-by-play? Yeah, there's a monitor. You know, If you want to grab it, you can. So, so any monkey could do that, Joe. Yeah, yes. I could do play-by-play. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to try that's one. That's what we're saying. <laughs> I wouldn't last a period. I wouldn't last a shift. Uh, well, I'm glad you had a, a, a terrific weekend. Uh, mine was all over the place. On uh, Saturday, the lovely Maria, uh, we went and picked up uh, some new new golf clubs to her. So used clubs that you had found. Oh, right. She got them. Yeah, good. Are yeah, they in good shape? Yeah. Because you never know when you're buying online. They, they, you know, they clean them up and yep. post pictures, yep. now, of course, of the nicest part of the club. You're not really sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no. They, they, they look terrific. Very happy with them. She got a driver as well. So then she said, well, you know, I'd really like to try them out. So we went back to a, a simulator. Okay. Uh, we went on Sunday. But I, I don't know. Maybe I made a left turn when I was supposed to make a right. We didn't end up at a simulator. We ended up at a stimulator. Oh. And I've never seen golf clubs used like that before. A much stiffer shaft. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Bend over and what? You want to drive what? Right. Anyhow, we, uh, well, I stuck around. I thought, why not? Let's try it out. I lasted 18 holes. You took out a bucket of balls. Yeah, I did. Yeah, good. <laughs> but Saturday night, and I think any of us who have ever ordered food can can uh, associate with this story or appreciate the the absolute fury and anger I felt Saturday night. Because, uh, and I guess it's my own stupid mistake, because I went and picked up the food. I should have opened the food and looked before I took it home. We couldn't decide what we wanted for dinner. It's just the two of us. So we decided, well, I'm going to order uh, in, and uh, Maria's going to get, like, a veal sandwich, and I'm going to get a pizza. Now, normally when we order pizza, uh, Maria really likes to have the veggie pizza, and I'm fine with that. Tastes great, no problem. We usually always order and split a veggie pizza. Mm. But this time I'm having my own pizza because she's going with the veal sandwich. Oh, so your pizza, your toppings? I'm loading up my pizza. And I haven't had my own pizza in forever, so I'm, I'm getting really exciting. Like there's a there's a bit of a um, something going on in my my shorts. I'm so excited <laughs> okay. uh, about this pizza. So <laughs> back at the stimulator. That's right. So I order the uh, the pizza. I order the sandwich. I get a thin crust. I get hot sopressata on it. I get extra tomato. I get onion. I get roasted garlic. And and to add to to it because Maria hates it and I love them. I got anchovies, but not only, and I got double anchovies. Full-on eyelash pizza. Oh, when my when I was a kid, my dad and I, we'd order a pepperoni anchovy pizza. It was, oh, so good. Anyhow, I'm so excited. I order the pizza. They say like 20 minutes, half an hour, and then you can come and get it. I'm hungry. I'm excited. I go up. I get the food. I bring it home. We put it in the oven just to keep it warm because we're doing a few other things before we eat. The anticipation is building. Maria says, okay, let's get the food. Let's eat. So I get out the box. I get out the veal sandwich for her, and I get my pizza box. 
and I open it up, and my whole world ceased to exist. Uh oh, everything sank. Wrong pizza. No, right pizza, very wrong topping. Now, oh. Remember, I, I was so excited about that salty love of those anchovies. Right. And I open up the stupid box, and instead of anchovies in there, they gave me, instead of double anchovy, double artichoke. Oh. I, I, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't hear me screaming in Ottawa. <laughs> I'm like... Mother bleeping. The, and and I, at first I think it's completely the wrong pizza. And Maria's like, well, no, everything you ordered is there, except they forgot your anchovy and gave you artichoke. Right. So I am whipping this stuff off and like base, a baseball player, just heaving them across the kitchen. I ate the stupid pizza, but I was so disappointed. You know when you're yep. just looking so forward to something? Yep. And you get hooped. They ask you at the drive-thru. They do. Yeah. And, and you know, very rarely. Some some restaurants actually will show you the pizza. Mm. They open up the box and show you. Make sure you got the right one. But, you know, most times when you're getting delivered, yeah. they just drop it at your door and off you go. Or you just slam it into you. You're too busy, ready to pay that you don't even bother to take a look to make sure it's the right one. And it is such an upsetting feeling when oh. you because you you've already got the taste in your mouth. You, yeah. know, you know what to expect. Yeah, and you're ready for it. Yeah, and when you get that disappointment, it is a certain level. I will ask you this though, because when you were ordering this mm-hmm. pizza, uh, you of course you don't like to order online. I called it in, which might have been the mistake. So you call in, yeah, instead of being able to check the yeah. boxes of what you'd like. That's probably had where you it's... had anything to drink. Before oh, yeah. calling this Oh, my in. gosh. It was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I was already halfway. So you may have been slurring at that point. <laughs> well, I think I could have been some of that. I should have let Maria place the order. All right, show cancel these. I, right. But, but, I, but I think probably the case is there's really no lunatic outside of me who's ordering double anchovy. And so they probably thought, did he say anchovy or artichoke? Hang on. The only problem with that theory, what lunatic is ordering double artichoke? Well, true, but maybe maybe more than anchovy. I'll bet you more people like artichoke on. Very few people like anchovy on pizza. Oh. It's, a, it's a rare thing. So I've admittedly never had artichoke or even considered that as an option on a pizza. <laughs> uh, is it, to me, like a pickle? This is why I don't like pickles. Mm. It's because once a pickle has touched it, it always tastes like pickle. No, no, I didn't notice. I, you know, I, I'm probably fine with artichoke. I Maybe I would have even eaten it. I've had artichoke in salads, and I, I don't mind it. Right. I just wanted my damn anchovies. Yes. That's all I wanted. And I what do you do nothing. at that point? You can't call. Ah. What's, what's the point? Right. I just ate it and was bitter. Oh, you ate it all right. Oh, I took it hard. <laughs> Between the stimulator and the pizza, I got pooped <laughs> both times. People on TikTok were talking about parenting rules they have that not everyone would agree with. It. Are there any parenting rules that everybody would agree with? No. I don't think so. Uh, one woman responded. She says her kids can cuss at 13 years of age if they use it in proper context <laughs> and they don't disrespect adults. Okay. She also has them use sir and ma'am and they can't bother her until she has her first cup of coffee. I uh, We've talked about this when you hear your kids cuss for the first time and they drop an F-bomb. Or, but when they use it in a perfect sentence. Right. You know, in the right, uh, in the right context, you just, you want to say, hey, hey, well, hey, hey, watch the mouth. But then you smile. Internally, you're proud. Oh, yeah. You really hit those consonants hard. (laughs) Now, this is interesting. And it's something that I think I agreed on 
for many years, you know, one of the things about parenting is you you convince yourself that there's going to be a way that I'm going to do things and this is how I'm going to handle it. And then you get to that stage and you do the exact opposite of what you always said you were going to do. Right. So uh, this one woman says that at uh, the age of 16, she uh, started charging her kids rent. They were required to get a job. She didn't specify what she charged, but she did save all the rent money. Right. And when they decided they wanted to move out, she gave it all back to them as a nice little nest egg to start out with. Okay. And I remember thinking that exact same thing, that as long as my kids were in school, they could live under our roof. But the minute they were working full time, if they were still living with us, they would pay rent. (laughs) How's that going? Haven't seen time one. <laughs> Haven't seen dime one. Now I've I've i convinced myself of this that I'm not charging them because the cost of living and buying a home or getting out on your own is so much now. Yes. Why am I gonna take from their savings? Right. So But if you're giving it back to them, but I guess I guess your your kids have all moved out and then come back. Oh, so yeah. you know, they've had the experience of paying rent. Yep. They know what it's like to have to earn a living. To, to keep, you know, sustaining what you want to be, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's it's a great concept if you can do it, I, I guess. I mean, there's so many things we say we want to do, and then, you know, the opportunity comes to do it. Yeah, forget it. The just, charging of rent, it's just an... Like, my, we lived with my mother-in-law for almost three years. And um, did a lot of grocery shopping, did a lot of things around the house, but never physically gave her uh, any money for rent. Um, and so I kind of feel now like, okay, it's it's our turn to do it. Right. And I know Maria would never. I, I I always had the idea of charging them rent and doing exactly that. Yeah, thing, giving it, it back aside. to them. Yeah, but that's it's more you know a ceremonial move to teach a lesson right and prepare them for life yeah. outside of the nest right yeah and obviously i mean i i don't have the type of uh money floating around that i can just throw them you know the down payment for uh for a house so right. they're gonna have to do it on their own so this is our way in assisting uh, that but <laughs> what would you do they're in calgary now spending money so what do i know <laughs> it's not it's not gonna happen because everything's done online with mm. billing and statements and stuff like that but what would you do if you know one of them left the, the left their bank statement out on the counter <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you this so uh in the mail came uh ariel my son's girlfriend in the mail came her t4 slip oh i wanted to steam that envelope right. open to tell you that <laughs> So, oh, I know. I could only imagine. Listen, not only do I not charge them rent, I think I'm into Daniel for about 2500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not really shocked by this whole Tom Brady now going back to play football again. It all just seems so odd, though, that somebody would make an announcement like that. When I would think when you're making that kind of dough and, the, and so many people involved... There would be lots of discussions about what if and what's the scenario and how will this play out if I do. So he must have had all those conversations, kind of settled on the fact that he was done. Then for 40 days later to turn it all around again just seems very strange. But Yeah, well, in that time, Aaron Rodgers did sign a four-year, $200 million deal. Mm. And not that Tom Brady or his family are hurting for the money. Um, I don't think that has much to do. I, I really think his his retirement decision was kind of forced by 
info on it, him even considering it leaking. You know, and everyone was expecting that this would be the final season. He said he'd come back and he didn't win. Right. So, all right, maybe he'd pack it in there. Uh, but then if you remember, I think he... You know, he stated it on, like, a Saturday or a Sunday, uh, but it was released on, like, the Monday or Tuesday, like, a couple days before Mm. that uh, he was going to retire. And it may have been that he just felt like his hand was forced and he hadn't really uh, settled on the decision himself. Well, I, you know, off the top of my head, I can't really um, pinpoint any sports figure who's gone into retirement and then come back and had great success. Most of the time, I think it ends up being disappointing because... You know, you just don't have the legs. He's in his 40s. Right. You know, he'll be another year older. He'll be 45, whatever he is now, 44 or something like that. He's 44 now. And he's not, even even if he does come back, I highly doubt that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to pay him Aaron Rodgers money. No, I don't, no. And and in years, the last couple of years, he's actually taken less money Mm. in order to have a better supporting cast around him. And it's worked for him. Last year, statistically, was one of his best years Mm. as a pro at 43 years old. So... You know, in doing that, you can see why. All right, if he's going to go back, he's going to have a great supporting cast. Maybe Gronk will come back too, uh, because he was kind of leaving that decision up in the air. But if he's got Brady with him and another opportunity, then maybe this is a they see this as a chance to okay, we do something here because they were pretty good last year. I just thought I was done with him. Yeah, I know. <sighs> you never will be. No. No, I'll be retired before he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anything, he should uh, be doing right about now. He should be handing out $518,000 to the guy who bought what he thought was the Tom oh, Brady final touchdown that's ball. That's right. And this guy just paid for it like hours before Brady came out of retirement. Are you kidding? Well, I don't know. One, the guy's obviously got money if you're going to drop half a million dollars on a bloody football. Yeah. I mean, I always thought those official NFL balls were expensive, like 100 bucks for a football. Right. <laughs> to buy it new from the store. But to buy, like, even it's not like it was the final pass that caught the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was just his final touchdown In a, in a, in a losing game. Yeah. No. 518 grand to pay for that. Now it's not worth the string that uh, holds the ball together. (laughs) Anybody's. Now that's a deflated ball right there. (laughs) I was sad to hear the passing of William Hurt. Only 71 years old, they say, died of natural causes. Now, he uh, really had a terrific run through the 80s. A really good actor. He won an Oscar in 85 for a film called Kiss of the Spider Woman. He was also nominated for Children of a Lesser God. Him and uh, Marley Matlin, uh, if you remember her name, she's the the deaf actress. They were together in that film, ended up having, I think, a relationship for some time after that movie. But uh, they were both amazing in that. He was terrific in broadcast news and a history of violence. Really quite the run in the 80s. Um, And then he he fell off through the 90s, although people would know him from the Marvel movies. Uh, He played General Thunderbolt Ross in uh, some of those films. he was one of these actors who really had a tough time in the limelight, really good at what he did, but hated uh, the press digging into his private life, so he was always kind of in a battle with them. Uh, he was nominated, uh, nominated for some Emmys for Damages and Too Big to Fail, and he passed away at 71. Mm. Uh, natural causes, so that seems young to be. He had a heart attack in his sleep or something. And the war is on. Once again, between Pete Davidson and Kanye West. Now, of course, Kanye started all of this throwing punches through social media at Pete Davidson because, of course, Pete Davidson is dating Kanye's soon-to-be ex-wife, Kim Kardashian. Uh 
And uh, still to this day, it's, I just shake my head at that. But, yeah, there's so much an item, it seems, that uh, Pete has had the name Kim tattooed already onto his chest. Wow. That's a quick, bold move. Very bold. Bold play. But he's big on the tattoos anyway. Yeah. So I guess Pete's been kind of staying quiet through all this. He's been letting Kanye rant and rave. And uh, I guess Kanye over the weekend posted a bunch of stuff. And he's really upset with Kim because he, he believes she's taunting and gaslighting him and trying to drive him crazy. And, you know, right now, on a very serious note, Kanye is showing those displays of just an ex-husband who can't let go. And luckily, Kim's got a lot of you know, money, for one, so security and people around her. But you realize how often this type of thing happens for just common folk and Wives who have to deal with crazy ex-husbands and crazy ex-boyfriends who rant and rave and, and uh, can't seem to pull it together or get past it. He seems to be in that in that nest right now. So Pete Davidson decided it would be a good idea to poke that bear. And he sent out a, a text saying, um, I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the F up. Then he sent a photo. And Kanye said to Pete, where are you? Let's get together, Pete said. In bed with your wife. Oh. <laughs> he sent Kanye. Another bold play. Yeah, he sent Kanye a selfie where he's shirtless lying in bed, sticking his tongue out and flashing a peace sign. So it went back and forth and back and forth, and Kanye invites Pete to his Sunday service, but Pete says he'd rather talk to him in private man-to-man, and he tells Kanye that airing all of this in public may scar his family for life. He also struggle, uh, mentions his own struggles with mental health and urges Kanye to get help. And basically, like he's like, dude, I got your back, but you're really treating me like crap. So if you continue to press me, I'm going to stop being nice. Right. I know you're team Pete on this one. Yeah. I uh, I, I have a hard time taking either of their sides still. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm on team kids because I really feel bad for there's four kids caught in the middle of this who are mm-hmm. going to have to read about all this and see all this crap uh, one day online. And that's going to be another therapy bill most likely yeah um and you know while i don't defend kanye whatsoever pete he's really trying to come across as this hey i'm i've got your back dude i've i've been quiet about this and even though you're going about it the wrong way and i'm trying to be nice about this you know um and and he said i want to meet in person and talk this out man to man all good you know let's not do this in public and then these tweets get out Right, these text messages get sent out through tweets by Pete's buddy. Mm. So, how did screenshots from Pete's phone end up with his buddy and then online? And Pete not knowing about this? I just think your dislike of Pete blurs your uh, right. Your you know, it's, it's, we, it's funny. Just, like we had this discussion. Remember going way back to when Tiger had the car accident? Yes. And I was just simply questioning. Well, why wouldn't he have a driver when he's on the clock and making money? And because of your love for Tiger, you would defend him to the bitter. I think you have a tough time when you like someone or dislike someone. You have a tough time finding a middle ground on that. No, I I feel for Pete in the sense that, listen, he's dating a woman that he seems to really like. Mm-hmm. You know, he's tattooed his name, her name on his chest. Must That's be a fine. Whole, must be a whole roll call of names. And dealing with a crazy ex-husband. Yep. And again, I can only imagine how absolutely insane that whole situation must be mm-hmm. but you know also often he, he you know, in that situation he plays the white knight to this woman who's mm-hmm. been dealing with this crazy ex-husband all along well i don't know if that knight is so white at this point in in the sense that you know you're 
you're just throwing it out there online through your buddy. You're doing exactly what you said shouldn't be done. Mm. You know, let's keep it private, not talk about it. And then, oh yeah, by the way, this is going to appear online, which only enrages Kanye more. Well, I would think too, Keith, uh, Pete has been quiet through most of this. Meanwhile, Kanye has written songs where he's threatening to kill oh, yeah. Pete. Well, so now listen. he's throwing out this, this uh, to poke the bear, literally he's throwing out this photo of him being in uh, in Kim's bed, which obviously, because... Kanye still refers to her as my wife, like they're still together. Right, yes. And they're not. No. She's already had the name West removed legally, so right. it's over. Well, and even when he was saying he wanted her back, he, he has girlfriend by his side yeah. in doing it. it. The situation is absolutely screwy. It's so Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's just, you know, yeah, take it. If you wanted to keep it private, you probably should mm-hmm. and keep it that way. Nobody can really be on uh, Team Kim either necessarily because after the stunt she pulled uh, Friday when you were gone or Thursday it came out that she had uh, done this interview with Variety or some magazine and uh, basically were telling women that they need to get off their arse and work. Oh. This is a woman who, and I heard somebody say this on the weekend, this is a woman who started on third bla- on third base right. but, but claims to have hit a, a triple. You know? <laughs> she, you, you're almost home with nothing you did. Right, true. You know? Anyhow, uh, yeah, this carries on, and uh, I just I, I, I just people to get off her hearse. I, yeah. <laughs> she can't get off a hearse. Look who joins us on the line. Ted Reader pulls himself away from the grill just for a few minutes to gab with his pals about grilling. Teddy for Helinda's meats. Um, I just sat here watching a video of you on your Instagram account of uh, Pornhub. Yeah, yes. Right, yeah. It's called. It's, it's called. I'd smoke that. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, uh, you are doing a video of something that people are really into. It seems these days, uh, indirect heat grilling. Now, uh, we'll get you to explain that. But basically, it's the the opposite of the 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 hot sear and then cook, right? It, it definitely is. It's also known as um, you can do what they call the reverse sear to right. it. Right. So <clears throat> you get your you can get your your grill, and depending if you're going to do this on a gas grill, you want to get your grill up to in and around the range of about. Well, it, it really doesn't matter. You can go low, or you can go hot and fast. It's up to you, but it's going to be indirect. Your heat's going to be on one side. Mm-hmm. And the meat is going to be on the other. So you can take like a prime rib or a, a tomahawk chop, something that weighs in and around three pounds, nice, uh, you know, possibly three inches thick. And you season it all up. I would put my bone dust steak spice all over that. Some fresh rosemary. And then into the grill it goes. And you let it go on the indirect, close the lid. If it's a big, thick cut of meat, if you've got a thermometer probe, uh, a digital probe, you can insert that in the center so you can watch the internal temperature come up slowly. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the key, especially nowadays when you're spending a lot of money on uh, a great cut of meat. You don't want to screw it up. No, and sure. uh, so, so bottom line, invest in that thermometer so that you can watch that internal temperature. For me, I like to get it up to around 115 degrees Fahrenheit on the internal and then I would crank that heat up on the other side, get it up super, super hot. Anything above 450, 550, 650 degrees. And then when you hit that internal temperature, you then take that meat and you do a really big sear 
on the high heat to finish it off. Okay. And so it's like a low and slow. And if you want to infuse a little bit of smoke in there at that time, it's during that low and slow process that you bring it up. And you can run that at, at 225 or even 235. I've done it at, at three and a quarter, and I've done it at 400 degrees. So it, it works all the way through. It depends on how much time you've got. Ted, what has changed in the thought process here? Because for the longest while, it was sear hard and fast first so that it seals the juices in. Now, this theory would mean that the juices have run out before you sear it. How, how does that work? No, it's because it's in there and it's just slowly. Imagine it's in a sauna. Mm. Think of uh, think of yourself in a sauna and you go in and you, it just warms you right up nice and easy all the way through. That's what it's doing. It's just warming the meat up. It's keeping it all there, letting it get nice and, and, and warm and tender. And then you hit it with the hot and fast. Either method works. Right. I mean, if you're if you're taking a steak and it's it's one inch thick, you want to do that hot and fast and direct because it's going to cook very quickly. If you're doing a two inch thick steak, you can sear it and then put it to the side and close the lid and cook it for ten to twelve more minutes on the indirect, and it'll work that way. There's multiple ways that you can cook meat, and this is just. The indirect method is a little bit easier because it's a little lower and slower, and you won't screw it up. You know, Ted, this is one of the, the great things about watching you, not only on this video, but in person when you're cooking. You, you do the extra little things that we don't think about. For example, with the rosemary, instead of most of us would just chop it up and put it into our spice mix and then rub it in. But you take the whole uh, piece of rosemary and you wrap it in uh, amongst the... Uh, the cooking uh, string, so it wraps around the whole prime rib, which is really nice. And then you've got the pan in there with some water. So just, I guess, just giving it a little steam inside the barbecue. A little bit of humidity in there to keep it going. And that, and it, it depends on the time of year. Like right now, when it's this cold outside, a Kamado is really the way to go, like a big green egg or a Kamado Joe, along those lines, because you can keep that heat in and do it nice and indirect. But, you know, keep in the wintertime, keep that lid closed. In the summertime, you have a little more opportunity and a little more freedom in there. But infusing flavors, fresh herbs, you can make a bed of fresh herbs. I do it with chicken quite often, is I'll take fresh sage out of the garden, trim them down in this, put the, a bed of sage, and then set the meat on top of the sage. And you get that sweet, sagey smoke that comes into play. Beautiful. There's just a way, you know, fresh herbs will enhance the food so easily. Right, right, right. And then, of course, you pull the Teddy Reader trick. As the uh, as the prime rib is cooking, you, you dump beer over it, which is good. Always a little bit of drizzling of the beer. Sure. You know, I had, a, I had a buddy of mine years ago. I lived in this apartment building, and I had about five grills on my balcony. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And smokers, and it was it was kind of a weird little place. But my next door neighbor, one floor down and one apartment over, um, he'd get out there every day and he'd grill. And it would be a burger, a steak, or a chicken breast. But every time that he hit the grill, there was a drizzle of beer that came out of his bottle, right, right. on top of the meat. And that was his style, and that was his trick. And it, I always thought that was great, yeah. a great move. I learned that from him. You know, you add go. a little bit more beer. Even even the coach can be taught occasionally, Teddy. Oh, you can never stop learning, man. You 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 have to always push the envelope. 
uh, make mistakes. Uh, it's it's not always perfect when I do it. I screw it up too. Mm. And uh, you know, good garbage, good good barbecue comes from bad barbecue. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's yeah. and that's it. You know, practice makes perfect. And so the more you do it, um, you know, watching videos online seeing what other folks are doing it can inspire you and it can also teach you all right and that's the whole thing perfect if people want to talk to you about indirect heat grilling or prime rib or anything to do with cooking and uh, making it tasty how do they get a hold of you you're going to find me at ted grills or at ted reader barbecue the joint rock mornings with With craig Craig venn and lucky 94.9 the rock